your host, Julie Turner, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I believe that each of you are created uniquely and for a purpose. On this show, I talk with women that I believe are living out their God-given purpose right in the place where they are at. My hope is that wherever life has you, whether you're in the workforce, raising young people, or both, whether you're married or single, fullness or emptiness, whatever your particular circumstance is, I hope that in listening to these women and their stories, that you will feel inspired to live confidently in your own purpose every day of your life. You will be hearing from ordinary women living ordinary lives with an extraordinary purpose. Be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes to make sure you catch each of these amazing stories. Today, I have the privilege of introducing you to the incredible and oh-so-talented Mindy Lockard. Mindy is a mom to two beautiful girls, wife to her husband, Ty, and is an internationally recognized lifestyle etiquette writer and speaker. Through her work, Mindy strives to uphold the values of gracious living in today's modern world. Mindy writes international social media content for brands and travels to colleges, universities, government agencies, and corporations speaking about the power of leadership through interpersonal behavior. In 2017, she founded the Gracious Girls Guide Leadership Planner, a national pilot project focusing on equipping a generation of tween teen girls with self-confidence, care of others, and necessary interpersonal skills to live out her goals and dreams. In addition to all of these things, she's a regular on-air television expert for Fox 12 More, Good Day Oregon, King 5 Seattle, and Huffington Post Live, and has been featured in publications such as Forbes Woman, Oregon Business Magazine, Women's Day, and InStyle Magazine, Real Simple, Better Homes and Garden, and People Style Watch. Mindy is incredible, and you're in for such a treat. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Mindy Lockard. Well, hello, and welcome to the Made for This podcast. This is my friend, Mindy Lockard, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you're a busy girl. Thank you for taking your time. I'm so... I am absolutely crazy about what you do, and I can't wait to share your story. But let's tell people a little bit about you. Tell us about who you are and your family. Yeah. Well, I'm a mom of two girls, which obviously fuels a lot of what I do. Yeah. Uh, And I have an amazing husband who um, is my complete opposite, but we... (laughs) We make it work, and he just, um, yeah, he's so supportive of what I do. That's and then, so great. Yeah, yeah. So complete opposite. Tell us about that, because I live with complete opposite, oh, so what does that look like in your world? opposite. <laughs> uh, introvert, extrovert. Oh, yeah. Um, he is, I'm an entrepreneur. He is a, um, you know, a, a, business, a co- corporate businessman. Yeah. Just, yeah, in all ways. <laughs> So personality, personality, everything, everything. <laughs> except for Jesus. We yeah. had, when we met, I said we had Jesus and days of our lives in common, oh, and that was it. Oh <laughs> my gosh, days of our lives for real, for real. And he also liked days. Of well, our he lives? watched it with his grandmother. Oh my god! So that was our common ground was oh, Jesus and days of our lives. Oh, Ty, that's hilarious. <laughs> who who knew? Is he going to yes. love that you just ratted he, him out? Yes. About yeah, days he of doesn't care. He, he actually. <laughs> Because I do a lot of social media, and I would always ask him if I could post. And yeah. finally, he sent me a text that said, this is for always. Post whatever you want about me. You have permission. Oh, Say wow. and post whatever. That's yes. trust. Yes, yeah. he does. I don't so. know that I've had quite that freedom. <laughs> I, think he just got, I think I just wore him down. Yeah. <laughs> 
please. So now days of our lives, Stop. whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to just yes. air it all. That's he knows awesome. a lot about Marlena. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I want to keep going on that, but we should probably stay we on should, task yes. and keep back to our whole point of this podcast is that on a show called Made for This, I just feel like you are stepping, you have stepped into what you are made to do. It is so clear that you have so much heart behind what you do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how did you get started on the road to etiquette consulting and yeah. manners? Well, uh, it's definitely been an evolution and it started because I had a three-month-old little girl and I actually had a friend ask if I would teach manners because I did a little charm school when I was Aww. eight. And I said, no, uh, charm school eight does not make you an expert at 28, <laughs> which is what I was the time of, yeah. uh, that I was asked. But, you know, I think when you look at your baby and uh, you think about all the things that you want to give them and having girls' confidence was one of the most important things because I feel that girls get a little unkind yeah, um, yeah. when they're not confident. And Aww. so that's what manners and etiquette do is they give us that confidence to walk into a situation and say, I've got this. Oh, I can so get over myself for the sake of another person. So that's okay, kind that's of where really, it started from. That's really insightful that when you encounter somebody that's maybe speaking in an unkind way or treating somebody unkindly, that the root, if you pulled at this mm-hmm. thread, that the root of that is lack of confidence. Yes. That's so interesting. Yes. And so then you want to come in and give them a framework of how mm-hmm. to yeah. be more confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's so that's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay. so that's where it all that's where it all has stemmed from. Well, that's so great. So you had this this re- epiphany of sorts about mm-hmm. what it is that you wanted to help empower people with. Mm-hmm. And so then what from that moment, then what how did you get yeah. how did you take that next step? Well, you know, I would say it's interesting when you say that you feel like I'm doing what I was made for. I feel like today, for sure, I am in line with what I'm supposed to do. Uh, But it's taken about 12 years to get there within this industry. Like, I feel like God put it on my heart for a long time. Um, But it isn't until today that I really feel like I'm there. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So for about 10 years, I just was teaching in colleges and universities, and I was doing a lot of television and magazines and very working with corporate companies, creating digital content for them. Oh, wow. Um, But my soul wasn't right. I felt like I was in the right space, but not in the right direction, I guess. And so for about five years, I was just really spiritually unsettled a little bit about where exactly what I was supposed to do. And I was praying and just had this vision. Uh, Sometimes the Lord speaks to me. It sounds kind of weird, but he speaks to me in pictures. Oh, okay. Um, And I just had this picture of sitting on the ground, putting together a puzzle. And at that time I was doing TV and I thought he said, you're going to be on TV. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I'm going to be on television. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So I chased after that for a while and it just was like fitting a round peg into a square hole. It just was, it just wasn't right. But I kept, you know, moving forward and I call it throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what was sticking and slowly just the puzzle pieces have started to come together with kind of what I'm doing now. That's so exciting and so probably encouraging for anybody that is in that sort of entrepreneurial mm-hmm. or even for me as a as a creative, it's not a straight line no. all the time 
to get where you're going. No. I mean, it's... I think when I first started, I wanted... You want the straight line. Yeah. That's the easy thing. And uh, about 18 months ago, I was working out and kind of praying. That's kind of... Showering and working out is kind of when I get my spiritual juices flowing. (laughs) And I had another picture, which was of a fireman and a farmer. And uh, right after that, I went and had lunch with my husband. And I just sat down and I said... I'm a farm. I'm a fireman. Like all I'm doing is responding to work oh. and I'm getting a lot of work in and it's, it's great and it's lucrative, but I'm supposed to be a farmer. I'm supposed to create something and, and grow it and wow. cultivate it and get my hands dirty. And I don't know what that is, but that's, so I took for, I, you know, I, I provide financially for our family. So I stored up my nuts I took about six months off to just pray and reflect and kind of just seek direction and wow. what I was supposed to do, and it's kind of landed me where I am today. Oh my goodness, that's so, so exciting! Yeah, so it's good. It's but it is like you were saying, it is not a straight shot. And even in that like path, I kind of gave the Lord a April first deadline. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to take off January, February, and March, and on April 1st, however you'd like to tell me what I'm supposed to do, you can send it by messenger, you can draw it in the sky, whatever, and that did not happen. It kind of evolved over eight months, and it's still evolving, so the timing is never ours, necessarily. I'm kind of in the, well, I'm in a similar situation of like, okay, just if maybe by this time mm-hmm. we could yes. just have ironed out a few things. Exactly. <laughs> like, April 1st, <laughs> yeah. just throwing it out there, just yeah, general. Right. Or the 2nd. Yeah. Let's not move to the 15th, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so then, from as it's still evolving, though, mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about where where that shifted and yeah. what you're... So I was doing a lot of television and working with a lot of corporate companies creating digital content around etiquette and gracious living. And I was still doing my university programming. And uh, it's interesting because I was just seeing this hunger and this need at the university level for social skills and this lack of confidence, especially in young women. Mm. Um, the resiliency is at an all-time low wow. of young women. And uh, it's interesting because I was seeing this in my work, and then I took my daughter. I take them to New York City when they turn 10. Oh, wow. It's kind of our little special thing. And I was standing in the American Girl store, and it's kind of like that action movie thriller where you're standing in the middle and you're still, but everything's whizzing around oh, you. Yeah. And I was standing in the American Girl store and I was watching all these mothers and daughters connecting and shopping and celebrating each other. And they were smiling. And, you know, I'm on the cusp of the teen world Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like that always. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like at that point my heart was tugged and it was like there needs to be something that can help mothers and daughters connect on this next level because our girls are... They are struggling. And with digital and social media and all of that, there is this vast cavern growing between adult and kid. And in many ways, they're kind of operating in their own little world with digital because there's very little accountability there. And they're no longer calling a home and talking to a parent to make plans. They're making plans all on their own, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah. But they still, they're still so young, and their brains are mush. 
And they still need and they still want adults to care about them and to invest in them and to guide them. Yeah. Uh, and they need it. And I'm seeing it in the in the professional world that there are a lot of pieces missing, especially for our girls. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where what I'm doing now evolved from. Yeah, which I'm so excited about. And I've loved Thank reading you. about all of what you're trying to, to provide mm-hmm. for teens and moms. So tell mm-hmm. us exactly what that looks like. What it and, is. Yeah. So what is it that you're offering for teens? So um, what's kind of evolved out of it is, you know, The Gracious Girl has always been my my business. Like that's just, it's, well, not always, but I would say for the last, I think, eight years. Yeah. Um, but I never felt like it was supposed to be me. Okay. Um, but it kind of evolved that way for a while. And that was some of the journey, I think, of um, it was supposed to be a standalone brand and not I don't want to be the gracious girl. I mean, oh. I am, but it's 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 an it's every girl really oh, yeah, is what yeah. it is. Okay, and it's how we raise our girls. And so the gracious girls guide just kept coming to me, and I knew I didn't want to write a book because I don't feel like that is intentional to meet this generation of girls. Okay, but I felt like I needed to create something, a product of some sort. So G three just kind of grew out of that, which is. The Gracious Girls Guide, right. G to the third power, yeah. and we use H E R for power. I love that. Um, thank you. Yeah. So it's it's a it's starting nationally. So I'm launching the pilot project in June. Oh, how exciting! I know I'm so excited and Yay. super nervous, and I wake up in the middle of the night like, oh. Lord, <laughs> do I have this? And then Ty, my husband, will say, uh, <laughs> Do you? Do you have everything? I'm like, I don't know. I think so. You know, oh. but it's that's the beauty of a pilot. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a daily planner for girls that is something that moms and daughters can connect with. Uh, there's QR codes for each week that um, will pop up a little, just little nuggets of social skills that she can be thinking about for that week. And, uh, you know, talking about interpersonal relationships and conflict resolution and um, and so if somebody signed up for this, what mm-hmm. what does that look like? So does the mom and the daughter get a curriculum of sorts or the daily journal? Well, that's what the that's what we're working on in the pilot. So the pilot's close to 30 girls nationally. Okay. And then we're going to hopefully the goal this fall is to open it up for the mass market. And so what it is is it is definitely for the girl and then there is a Facebook group for moms too where oh. we give information every week. You know, this week your daughter's working on eye contact. Oh, yeah. So as a mom put down your phone, you know, look at your daughter when you talk to her. Wow. Uh, encourage her to look at you. You know, it's all that connection right. that we are losing. Yeah. And we need they need us to look at them. Yeah. They need to feel seen. They need to feel heard. They need to feel like we care, even though they don't always communicate it that way. I know that working with girls, that they're so hungry for that. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So for these first 30 pilot individuals, Mm -hmm. they're going to get a daily planner with daily tips and any assignments or like yes. I said, just the sitting down together and yes. looking each other in the eyes. So eye. it's, um, well, and I actually have it here so oh, I can walk good. us through oh, it. Oh, and so I can take pictures. Yeah. Too. So what it is, is it's an undated planner and it, so she can get it at any time and start it. That was some of the researches. You know, if you just do a, jan- a planner for January, then 
January 5th, it's almost outdated. Okay. So she, it comes with stickers that she colors and can customize the planner for whenever she gets it. And then it, you know, it starts with the QR code. So they have to, you have to have a QR code on your phone to pop up to the lessons. And um, each month we have a focus. So a lot of it is kind of pre-professional training because we're missing some of those just basic skills we used to have. Okay. And it wasn't even called pre-professional training. It was just everyday (laughs) interactions that was appropriate. So each month we have a focus and then each week is broken down into specific skills for that week and in talking about verbal and nonverbal skills just to help our girls feel comfortable and confident and not only that, but to learn how to celebrate each other and not compete with each other. I think a lot of times when there's so much jealousy misplaced, I think, with girls that when another girl has a strength outside of ours, we take it as a deficit mm. rather than great for her. Right. I have other things. Which goes back to that confidence that Absolutely. you were saying. If a girl is Absolutely. confident in her own gifting and how she's mm-hmm. made to interact with this world... You're going to celebrate your exactly. success. Exactly. Because you know you have your own successes. And exactly. And how can we learn from her? Yeah. It's, you know, our girls are, there's a loss of bravery mm-hmm. uh, among them. In And I see it all the time. When I will go into a sorority, I will talk for two hours solid with a very little question. Mm-hmm. I will go into a fraternity and it is like, what side of the spoon do I see, eat from? Like, which fork do I use? I mean, they do not care. Yeah. They don't care what other guys think of them. They just yeah. want to know. And wow. it is the complete opposite with our girls. And so uh, helping them to say, and, and when I do my girls' classes, I've told them, you can't answer a question with a question. So our wow. girls, there's this trend with girls when you say, okay, we're going to have a, we're going to have a discussion. And, um. Uh, For example, in my girls' class, I said, we're going to talk about bravery. What do you think bravery is? And they said, "Uh, is bravery, like, is it? Oh, gosh, that's a question mark. Yes, so is it an exclamation point or a period? Wow. And so when we talk to our girls, and helping moms understand this, too, is our girls need to have a voice and feel comfortable with their voice. And they can be wrong. Right. That's part of being brave is putting it out there and missing the mark and learning from that. But they're so afraid of failure. And that's what this project is hopefully part of, is helping them get used to that. So you talked about the resiliency being at an all-time low and bravery being at an all-time low. What do you think, and and then we've obviously, there is that component of, of lack of confidence, but what do you think has contributed to that breakdown in recent decades? You know, I don't know, and this is some of what my research that I'm trying to figure out. I don't think it has, let me think about this. I think that our girls have so many more opportunities than they ever have had before. I think some of it plays into digital. I think that they're caught in a really interesting time. I think you have, it's very over-sexualized. They see a lot of, you have the Kardashians. Right. You know, they are... In many ways, many teens see them as role models, whether they would admit it or not, just subconsciously, because there's so much of that out there. And then you have the women's marches. Oh, so, right. And they can do whatever they want to do, and they can be whoever they want to be. But in between that season, you have teens. Yeah. And 
What I'm finding is that there is this umbrella of drama that our girls live under. And and I found it even in my own life raising girls. I had this phrase that I would say, we're no drama mamas. Yeah. And so, we're no drama mamas. We're no drama mamas. That's all I said. Like, they would come home with an issue. And I'm like, oh, forget about it. We're no drama mamas. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I am, I am shutting them down and telling them to turn their back on conflict, uh, on negotiation, okay. on uh, on friendship. And and this is, I think, what we're doing as a society. We are saying, girls are dramatic. Girls are dramatic. Uh, just ignore it. Just walk away from it. Just, she's jealous of you. You know, uh, all of these right. things that we tell our girls, instead of going in and saying, this is the time in your life when you have the most potential and material to learn. Wow. Because they're constantly bombarded with, issues. Yeah. And how can you use this material going on in your life every day to become a stronger female, become a stronger woman, become that person that God has created you to be. Wow. So, I think it's just a combination. Yeah. And I think it's a lack of education even as moms. I mean, raising a girl is it's it's complicated yeah. and it's emotional. And we, there's a lot of fear. I think sometimes in, I say I set a little aside for college and a little aside for therapy because <laughs> we're gonna need both because I am not perfect, and you know oh, it's it's hard. It's so true. We can't we can't put that on ourselves either as moms to get it exactly right yeah. every single day because it is such a different world. I feel like in a lot of ways, and I don't raise girls, but I have a lot of friends who raise girls, and in a lot of ways. We don't have a frame of reference for what they're going through because it's so different than when I grew up. It is. In fact, someone was asking me this last night, and I said, you know, my mom and I are very close, and she has a lot of wisdom to give me, but I can't say to her, what was it like when I was on my phone for 13 hours a day? I mean, I was on a phone, and it was connected to a wall. Exactly. But she, I have no, there's no wisdom. We are living in the Wild West right now, and there is no point of reference and all we're told is that it's bad, ah, right. you know, and yeah. that our kids shouldn't be doing it. It's very black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, either they're on their phone a lot and they're bad, or they don't have a phone and you're good. Right. So, but there's no, and I think as moms, we're hard on each other, too. Yeah. If another mom is doing it differently than us, then that makes us good or bad. Yeah. And what I hope we can do through this project is bring moms together because we are we're a tribe and we need each other and we need to be reminded that our girls aren't awful even though they act that way sometimes (laughs) and that we haven't failed even though we feel it all the time and that when you have those conversations with moms you can take a deep breath and just say oh this is normal yeah I'm normal she's normal this is just a season. Well and what I love about what you're doing and I found this to be so true and even just as I parent children in general, teens, whatever age, is that it's so much easier if I call forward a behavior Mm -hmm. than shut down a behavior. And so what you're, you're, I don't see you saying like what you just said, that being on your phone is bad. What you're saying is look each other in the eye and then automatically they're setting their phone down to look each other in the eye, which I love. You're calling out the good behavior to overcome those things that can trip us up and pull us off course. Yeah, no, it's true. And when we look at digital, one thing I found is that when I first started my digital curriculum, which 
I mean, it's the Wild West, yeah. so it's just piecing it together. Yeah. I started with the etiquettes of it. Like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is what you post. This is what you shouldn't post. And so what I'm finding with digital is that it's not about those, what they should or shouldn't do. Uh, it's the amount of time that they're on it. Uh, because the more time they're on it, the more, I mean, it's just, it's that a brain addiction that they, uh, and I am... I'm not a brain doctor or a sociologist yeah. <laughs> or any of those things, but yeah. you know, from enough reading and knowing, they their brains shift when they're on it for a lot, so a lot of time. Right. And you know, we I, parents, I keep hearing, you know, these phones are so bad. I'm like, actually, I think it's our parenting that's bad. Oh, you yeah. know, it's not the phone's fault. It's not our kids' fault. It's our boundaries that we're setting for okay. our kids. And I think a lot of us, without knowing, have just you know put up our hands and like, we don't know what to do. So, but our kids need really strong boundaries when it comes to this device. Yeah. And with strong boundaries, they'll use it better. Yeah. And with strong boundaries, their attitude is better. When you take your child off their phone for a certain amount of time, they come back to you Yeah. because their brains almost cannot handle that much stimulation for that amount of time. Yeah. And that much, I mean, it is a constant. I remember junior high. Junior yeah. high was hard. Yeah. And I didn't have to see constantly what I was being left out of and yeah. constantly what other people were doing well. And if we can help them self-regulate through really strong home boundaries, then the digital world, I think, will it will shift. Okay, so if you're if there's a mom sitting on the other side of this going, yes, but how do I set those boundaries? Because it won't be a formula. It's not like you're yeah. going to say a certain number of hours because every family is going to look different. How? What resources did you use to determine for your family which what boundaries you were setting? Well, it, and it's been an evolution, and there's been we've made mistakes, and I think that. I think that's the hardest thing about parenting sometimes is when you make those mistakes, we kind of want to hide from them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to make mistakes as parents. Right. We just are. Or like you said, give up. Like I just don't give up. And, and that's, yeah. that's the key. I think that we have to stay engaged with our kids. We have to know how much they're on their phone. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm in an advantage because I interview and talk to all my students. I have classes here in Lake Oswego. So I have a 6th and 7th grade leadership academy that I started, and I make those kids have 15-minute phone calls with me on the phone. Wow. So, yes, so I get get to learn a lot about what families are doing and what's working and what kids want. Uh, We've made a no-phone-in-your-room policy. Uh, That's kind of new. Uh We're working on the amount of time. It's harder with schoolwork because a lot of their schoolwork is required of it. But I think that, I think as long as every day you're checking in with your kids... Um, in the car, I ask my girls to put it away. We don't have yeah. to talk, but I just don't want them on it. It's, uh, I think it is. It's up to each family, yeah. but you have to know. And I check in with their phone. I take it. Yeah. I have their password. Yeah. I read texts. I look on Instagram. And I say to them, it's not that I don't trust mm-hmm. you, but I also need to know what you're watching and what you're seeing. And yeah. it's, you're 14. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, I also say, I'm not saying never, I'm just saying not now. Like, we've allowed our kids to grow up so fast, and we need to help them pace. As I tell my girls, you are running a marathon, not a sprint. Teen life is a marathon, and I am your coach. I am the one who's setting the pace for you. Wow. And it's not never, it's just not now. Yeah. Well, that's so good. Just even for moms listening to hear permission 
number mm-hmm. one, to set boundaries. This yeah. is actually okay. Our par- our teens will try to con- do everything to convince us otherwise. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is actually not. They will. That's, that's normal. I mean, yeah. that's been going on. I mean, since back in the eighties yeah. when I was. I know, but that yeah. is. It's interesting because I was doing all this research for girls, and I uh, so I started interviewing college and university women to figure out kind of where their mindset was as they had gotten out of the teen life yeah. with their mom. And so I asked them, you know, if you could tell your mom one thing going through the teen years with her, what would what do you wish she had known? Oh, that's such a good question. And I thought that they were going to say, I wish she had understood me more. I wish she had given me more space. I wish she had trusted me more. I wish she had been off my back. And I would say 95% of the women I interviewed said, I want her to know that I thank her and I appreciate everything she did for me. Aww. So that's what I want moms to know is we are in the fire in the teen years. Wow. And it is scary and the world... Uh, and it's not all gloom and doom by yeah, any means, but right. it it is overwhelming, and it is a season of of a lot of intention and a lot of hard work. Yeah. And when our girls uh, and boys come out of it, that work is not in vain. Yeah. They know it, they feel it, and their brains have been formed yeah. that they can say, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I I needed her. Yeah, I needed her to care. I needed her." to set those boundaries for me. Well, so before we go back to focus on the program and as it relates to the girls, what are some of the most important tools then, as since we're talking about moms right now, mm-hmm. if, if you could say to a mom, you need these tools in your back pocket to navigate mm-hmm. teen years, what would those be? Um, boundary setting, we, we talked boundary about. Boundary setting it's is... It's okay. You have permission to yes. set boundaries. Boundaries, embracing failure... I think your girls and boys, but especially girls, need to see that it's okay for them to fail, uh, that you're there when she fails, uh, that you fail. Um, And then on that flip side, the, the ability to apologize really, really well and own your mistakes with your daughters and have that open dialogue of, and not giving in an apology with an excuse, yeah, yeah. but to say, you know what, babe, I messed up. Yeah. I got mad. Um, I was irrational. <laughs> yeah. I was oh, tired. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I am so sorry that I, I wish yeah. I'd handled myself better. And a lot of times I found it's not that what I, it's not the intention behind the action yeah. that was wrong. Yeah. Like, I'll say that, oh, like, yeah. I, you still can't be on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm but sorry for that. I'm not sorry that you can't be on your phone. <laughs> or I'm not sorry that I, you know, set these boundaries for you. Yeah. Because I believe that in my soul that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. But I apologize for the way that I communicated in that. Wow. You know. So you're modeling humility and you're giving them the mm-hmm. words to mm-hmm. use in their own life then. Yes. Because they may not know how to how to use those words of yeah. I blew it and yes. this is how that's so valuable. And I think teaching our daughters to be resilient and not uh, there is you know the helicopter parent. Yeah. It we've created kids that are not resilient. Yeah. Uh, I had a amazing intern, uh, but when she dropped the ball, she went missing. I mean, not literally missing, but she wouldn't return my texts anymore. She wouldn't return my emails anymore. And I was talking with another woman who works with college and university women, and she said, that same thing happened to me with my intern. As soon as they feel that they have failed, 
They have no coping skills. They have no skills to step out and say, I messed up. And so I think as moms, as we're working with our kids to celebrate those opportunities for them to own their behavior and move beyond it instead of protecting them from it all the time. They need to talk to their teachers. Are they late turning in an assignment? They need to go to their teachers. They need to look them in the eye. They need to say, I messed up and I'm sorry. You know, getting them talking to other adults and owning that behavior is what will help them in the long run. And there's times where I will, we had an issue with my oldest daughter and her track coach where there was a miscommunication. Oh, okay. And I emailed the track coach and said, you need to have a conversation with Elle. We're working through some communication things. And so she's going to come to you and... You know, so I facilitate it without yeah. being hands-on. Right. Because our girls do need, our kids do need us to help facilitate right. and coach. Because that would be so overwhelming to initiate all of that. And and then also you provided accountability that it will, in, in exactly. fact, happen on both sides. There's exactly. accountability that that conversation will happen. And But getting them, an un- they need to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. They right. need to be and feel uncomfortable in situations and know that they get through it. Yeah. And they feel so good, so good when they're able to do that. I just read the book not too long ago, Boys in the Boat. Did mm-hmm. you read that? Mm-hmm. Well, so just, but just talk about resiliency. And I, I did end up reading as I followed these individual kids on their journey to then go forth and be on the rowing team. But they were all working these jobs that required this huge physical demand, emotional demand. They'd gone through these hardships that I just thought we wouldn't last two seconds Mm-mm. through that no. <laughs> this generation. You know, no. we just have no. no frame of reference for yeah. overcoming at that level. And so I, I love what you're saying about how we can take what little opportunities we have and, and mm-hmm. don't ignore it, don't, don't gloss over those, like yeah. dive right in and, and let them feel what that feels like to persist. Absolutely. May, I mean, have them do yard work. Teach them manual labor. I mean, yeah. we've become, our kids live very cushy lives. Yeah. And I think we've created this for them. Uh, We go on a very long road trip every year. And it's intentional because I want my girls to feel uncomfortable in the backseat of car after eight hours. You know, (laughs) like that is like, we're not on a plane, ladies. We're in the car in the middle of California. There's nothing to look at. And you need to be okay with the space. You know, just finding opportunity to to push them that way. And... They'll, they'll just be better for it. Yeah. Okay, so let's shift from, because that's just, I hope that encourages moms to dive into what you're doing just so they know that they have this resource out there yeah. and someone that's linking arms and, and shoulder to shoulder in the trenches with them. Yeah. You have teen girls. It's not like you're speaking from a distant right. <laughs> context here. Oh, you're no, actually I meant, all I'm, in. <laughs> it's, it's that farmer. I mean, my I'm in the soil. Yeah, 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 which is amazing. So there's that for moms. And then on the other side, then we have these precious teens that mm-hmm. you're trying to empower and uplift and give these tools in their back pocket. So if you just as you're, because I know you, you, if you're speaking in pictures or thinking in pictures, mm-hmm. what do you envision then for a girl coming into your program and maybe she isn't confident, maybe she doesn't know how to confidently shake someone's hand, look them in the eye, not compare, not, you know, celebrate girlfriends, all these things that you're wanting for them. What what do you envision for them at the end of this program? Mm -hmm. What would that girl look like? Oh, I love that. Oh, she's so special. I mean, I think that my vision for that is that she would, that she would find a path 
that is what she was created for. You know, I feel like God has given us all, all of us, such unique characteristics. And so often girls, I kind of call it vanilla. This is kind of what we talk about at home. Like when you're just trying to be like everyone else, you're just vanilla. And we were created in flavors, really. So she would embrace her flavor. And from that, she would celebrate the flavors in other girls. And, you know, I see her as a very strong professional, someone that leads a team with wisdom and love and uh, teaches other women to embrace themselves and love themselves just through her actions. And, you know, I think that as women... There is so much in our world that needs love and compassion and children and human trafficking and all of those things that sometimes I think women were so preoccupied with comparison and uh, self-doubt that if we can move past that and love ourselves and love others, there's no stopping us for the type of impact we can make on the world. Well, and that's the unfortunate part that is so unintentional about comparison and self-doubt is itself. Self is at Mm -hmm. the center, and we lose then our ability to look out and Mm -hmm. see where there's needs in other people and see where we can extend compassion and assistance and care and empathy. Absolutely. Because we're so spun up on Mm -hmm. what we feel like we lack. or um, Exactly. And, you know, and that gets back to manners. So manners comes from the Latin root of the word manis, which means of the hand. And I joke that we've gotten so caught up in the fork. You know, when we talk about etiquette, people get really weird around me and really uncomfortable. (laughs) They don't want to eat with me. And... Manners is, it's about how we handle ourselves and others. And, you know, traditional U.S. manners comes from our desire to please God and man, uh, please God through how we treat man. And it's not about how we travel or how we dress, even though I think all of those play into our confidence and, and who we are. But it's about how we handle ourselves and the care that we give other people. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness, that's so good and so important. And I was just thinking um, back when I, well, I I think I mentioned this on another podcast interview that I did. I was listening to a Christy Knuckles podcast and she talked about as a songwriter growing up without all of the digital media and digital world, she was so thankful that she didn't, as she sat in her little garage with her little piano or her Mm -hmm. guitar or whatever and started writing these songs at the age of, eight, nine, ten, whatever, she said, I'm so glad I didn't know there was a big world out there to compare myself to. Yes. So somehow figuring out how to, I love that you're helping girls kind of weed through all of that and just bring it back down to, no, it takes a beginning wherever you're at with your gifting Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be all the way to the end of the journey that you may see somebody else on social media. You have your own beginning, but don't quit because you have, they went through a process and you have a process. Right. um, Well, and I, I agree. It's, it's taking that comparison piece out because, and I find that I even do it with myself and looking at other women who, I said to my husband, I mean, we live in Oregon and it's gray all the time. And then I look at these women in Florida that's sunny all the time. Like if it was sunny all the time here, I would be so much more productive and I'd be in such better shape and you know, all of these things like, okay, okay, okay. no, 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 no. Like she's doing awesome. Like she is, she's in her lane. She's doing the things and I need to celebrate that. And what can I learn from her rather than who am I not because of who she is? Yeah. And really, like you said, just embracing this whole concept that we, 
And it is, it goes to biblical roots of we're the body of Christ mm-hmm. and there's many parts and pieces to the body and there's many mm-hmm. giftings that we've been given. And I love that you're trying to get girls to recognize that in themselves. That, And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. You yeah. were made for this. Yes. You were given these God-given abilities yes. and gifts and talents. And if we all go out and live in those, then our whole world is better. Mm-hmm. And like Absolutely. you said, we, we, our world will suffer if we try to be all vanilla. And our world will thrive and be all that it's intended to be mm-hmm. if we have flavor. And I love that. Do you have a favorite success story of any of the people that you've... I know this whole G3 is brand new, and, and which is why I was so excited to interview and oh, thank you and you. promote. And I've been telling all my girlfriends to start watching all your <laughs> oh, G3 Instagram stories on friendship and all of that. I just oh, love that. Um, as you've just been going through all the things that led up to this, do you have a favorite success story of a girl that has been mentored by you or been through any of your trainings um let me think I I have so I've I've been blessed to work with so so many people I have a leadership academy and in it's a year-long program that kids sign up for and in our first session we talk about social skills I call it the six savvy s's standing posture see making eye contact smile your facial expression shaking hands and okay. sparking conversation. Oh, so, nice. And, and primarily it's built, built around them being comfortable with adults. Okay. Uh, because that's community and our kids need to feel comfortable with adults. So I have them set goals. And I say uh, to my students that our home habit becomes our life habit. So it's very easy to kind of turn off at home and then turn back on when you're with oh, people. That's so good. But when your baseline is something, yeah. then when things go wrong when you're out, that baseline is what creeps in. Oh, and so your that. siblings... It's like your default. It is. Yeah. Your siblings are your baseline. Okay. Right? <laughs> They're the most call. annoying. They're the most frustrating. <laughs> They're the ones that know you the most. They're the ones that get you. Yeah. And so if you can learn to treat your siblings with kindness and grace, you're going to be good. I love that. And it's a journey. It's not a destination. I was going to say, I have a little work to do, I feel. <laughs> so... Uh, so I had a mom uh, who actually sent me an email, and she said, you've made my daughter a kinder person Aww. because we were setting these goals for home. And, you know, her reaction is becoming kinder. Her patience is growing. And it's just getting them thinking about it. You know, if you never say to your child, yes, we want you to feel comfortable at home, but there's a certain baseline that we're requiring you to do of kindness and courtesy and respect. Aww. And it's not easy, but just having a mom say that to me, it was just reassuring that this content is, it's not anything I've created. This is just getting us back to the baseline of what's important. I love that. And it probably just helps you go, okay, this is what I'm doing this for. When it just shows up in a real life scenario, it makes a difference. Exactly. I love that. Speaking of the kindness, I read one of the articles where uh, they quoted you saying, Uh, here's the quote that was from the article. It said, people want to be gracious with one another. You can change the tone of a situation just by being kind. And the article went on to say, for Mindy, that kindness within every human interaction has the potential to change the world. One heartfelt thank you, one considerate conversation at a time. In this, manners are essential. I love that. I think we could gain so much ground just by being kind. Mm -hmm. Yes. How have you seen, similar to what you just said, how have you seen kindness just be so transformative? Just that basic Mm -hmm. element of conscious kindness. Well, I think we live with so much pressure 
there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves and pressure we feel like other people are putting on us. And I think that I always say there's a difference in kindness and nice. Kind oh, and nice. okay. So nice is what you put on to make yourself look good. Okay. Um, it's so sort what, of self-serving. It's a little self-serving. Uh, or it's kind of what you turn off and on sometimes. Okay. But kindness is what comes from our soul. It's that connecting with people that you don't know, that you may not want to like, that may drive you crazy. And I think that when the pressure is off, when we know that we are safe with other people, and this is what I talk about with girls too, like our girlfriends need to know that we're safe with them. And that comes from kindness, that she's going to make mistakes. She's not going to be perfect. She may not write a thank you note at the right amount of time. She may forget when she's walking out the door to say something, but that we are giving her grace and space to be herself and not making assumptions and putting extra pressure on her. Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, right. And that's where kindness comes into play is when we say, she probably didn't mean to sound that way. She's probably having a bad day. She got a new outfit. That's not about me. That's about her. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Why when someone gets a new car, does suddenly our car become the ugliest car ever? I mean, why? Yeah. That's kindness. That's yeah. like over yeah. ourselves for the sake of another human oh, being. Oh, I love that. Wow. Over ourselves for the sake of another human being. That's so good. Because really it is, we don't think of it that way, that being unkind is being sort of self-seeking and self-serving. Really, to be kind is to look past whatever it is that you're wanting or needing, mm-hmm. thinking you need, to looking at what the other person might want or need and exactly. celebrating them. And that's where etiquette comes into play because when we, when your kids show up in a room and they know how to make conversations with adults, they know how to shake a hand, they've done it before, it's been expected of them. They're able to get over all of that anxiety and all of those nerves to say, I've got this, yeah. and now I can remember names, and now I can listen to what someone says and actually think about it. Yeah. And that's where connections and confidence come from and yeah. kindness. Right. So we're over ourselves yeah. because we we know. Yeah. We know what to do. And it's beautiful. Like, I, have, I know, and I, because I'm still such a, I mean, I'm a creative, sensitive, that's part of the whole... Downside of being a creative and an artist is you are so feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the feelings. Oh, yes. I'm a creative artist. It's a, <laughs> yes, it's so, a ball of feelings. Yes, yes. Yes. Which is, it's just, it is what makes us good at what we do, but it can also be my, at least in my case, one of my biggest downfalls too. Mm-hmm. If I let that get too driving the cart. If, yes. it, if my feelings start leading the horse, then we're, yes. uh, we're going to not do well. And so I love when I see people that just wear confidence in such a gracious, humble way. It sets everyone at ease. Yeah. When someone is, is in humility, confident in themselves and comfortable in their own skin, they put the whole room at yeah. ease. It's like they just have this winsome, graceful presence about yes. them. And yeah. what a beautiful thing if we could yeah. all figure out how to be that. Yeah. Well, and I think it comes down to energy and... When we feel confident in ourselves, we give off an energy that allows other people to be confident in them because we're, they're not 
being picked apart. Yeah. It's when we're uncomfortable that we start to pick. Yeah. And and when we pick, people become defensive. And then yeah. this whole energy cr- starts to create and evolve that doesn't necessarily mean to be there. Right. And sometimes it just means before we go into an event, even when it's with our families, we just create a habit of pausing. We move so fast that we show up to spaces before we even have a chance to think. So just to pause, say a quick prayer. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, just be like, okay. I got this. My pants yeah. may be too tight. <laughs> But I'm going to get over myself <laughs> for the sake of someone else. There like, maybe I don't yeah. feel like I'm looking my best. Or, I mean, that's yeah. where it comes into play a lot is yeah. just all of that insecurity and right. leaving that at the door and just letting our soul shine and oh, connect that. with other people. Okay, well, I know I know the people that I know are going to just be eating all of this up. So, as if you if they've if anybody's listening and feels like they missed that 30-person pilot yes. opportunity, What's the best way to get on a path toward getting their hands on your curriculum and your information? I would love it. Well, I would say for right now, my Instagram, the Gracious Girls Guide Instagram page is probably the best way to follow and uh, to follow the journey because I'll be sharing the whole journey of what we're doing with these girls and giving tips along the way. And then when we launch in the fall, there will be opportunity for that too. Okay. Um, I will start a mailing list. Oh, good. So. Okay. And so to get on that, they could go to your website? Yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this airs, that will be ready. <laughs> there will be a mailing okay. list. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that would be great. Okay. So, and your website is The Gracious Girl? Uh, it's MindyLocker.com. Oh, that's right. It's just your name. Okay. Yes. So MindyLocker.com. And I'll post that on my website. Okay. So yes, Instagram. And I would highly recommend watching the stories for anybody listening. They're amazing and fantastic. Oh, thank I love you. them. And I feel like you could watch it with your girl and have a conversation about... Tell me what you think yes. about this. Yes. You know? Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm working on being very authentic <laughs> in those. So it's a journey. So yeah. thank you for saying that. No, I love it, and I love the one of the ones I watched was on on friendship, and you. And I love how I thought what a dialogue point between mom and daughter to yeah. say. Okay, she talked about just what you just said. Girls feeling safe with us in our friendships. Mm-hmm. Do you think your friends feel safe with you? You could have a conversation with your kid. Yes. And it's then not necessarily driven by you as the parent. It's right. somebody else offering. Well, and this. that's what I'm trying to be is it takes a village to raise a child yeah. and I I don't homeschool because that's not my gifting. I need someone else <laughs> to teach my child these things. Yeah. And that's my goal with the Gracious Girls Guide is a girlfriend to both you and your daughters of someone else seeing the things that yeah. are important to you, but coming alongside as a tribe of mothers and daughters. And also, too, to be thinking about, okay, if I want my daughter's friends to feel safe around her, are my friends safe around me? And yeah. what am I saying about other women while my daughter's sitting in the backseat on her phone that I'm not even thinking about? Oh, right. You know, just yeah. they watch and learn. Yeah, absolutely. Bias. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so we've said Instagram, following the Gracious Girls Guide, and it's a cute little G3 mm-hmm. logo. We've talked about MindyLocker.com, and eventually there'll be an opportunity to get on a mailing list. And then through those platforms you'll announce the fall opportunity for them to yes. get signed up and yes and potentially have the curriculum come straight to them and the yes. queue the, the planner yeah mm-hmm. and the planner awesome fun yes. okay oh my well gosh. i am, i could be here all day <laughs> i am thrilled that you're here and and Thank i will do you. everything i can to help share about what you're doing because i do think it it is it matters so much and i mean just even 
Like our girls are, they're half of us out there. And so we have this opportunity as women to shine mm-hmm. bright in our uniqueness. And Absolutely. And I think that even just today to go out and see a girl or a mom in your life and tell them how amazing she is. Yeah. Tell her how amazing she is. It's lifting each other up that we need more than anything. Yeah. And women and girls want to feel seen. Yeah. And... Yeah. I so. love that. Because we could all go do that. Yeah, whether you're a mom daughters, of girls or exactly. a mom of boys. Like, if yeah. you're a mom of boys and you see a teen girl in your home, make eye contact with her. Let her know that you're glad she's there. Yeah. yeah. And even if you don't have kids, you can go up to a, a woman and say, Absolutely. I see this in you and Absolutely. I believe in you. And, um, Absolutely. I love that. Okay, well, here's the thing. Even though I can't ever let anybody off the hook without doing just I, my favorite part of this, and maybe it's in the spirit of authenticity and because I have so many of these, mm-hmm. I make everybody share a so close story. Yes. <laughs> Where it's like you're just on track to do something great and you have all the right pieces in place and then something just goes catastrophically awry. <laughs> so yes. close. So you have close. A so close. Even Miss Manners. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe you have even more I because everyone has these expectations. So many. <laughs> I have so, uh, so many. I can't so imagine closes. what my life would look like if I was actually teaching about how to have you know, manners and grace and etiquette. And I, I would have so many, I think I would have so many so closes yes. with that expectation on my life. Oh, there are lots of so closes. Do you have a favorite? Um, gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um, I would say, well, one of my favorite so closes was actually in the very beginning of my career. Okay. So when I flew back to the protocol school of Washington to do my etiquette training, okay. you know, they had said that your, what you wore was very important. Oh, okay. And I was 28 okay. and I was there, I was the only person from the West coast and it was women from France and Japan and the East coast and the South and uh-huh. very sophisticated oh, women. Gosh. And okay. then me, okay. 28. Okay. <laughs> so I had spent two weeks figuring out what I was going to wear and planning it out oh and my I had goodness. lists and Stress. <laughs> yes and my my flight was delayed in Salt Lake City oh. and then I was bumped airlines oh no and I showed up in Portland Maine which is where the protocol school of Washington is oh, just in time this is going. just in time for them to turn out the lights without my luggage oh no yes Yes. Oh no yes I mean it was just so I uh, I got to my hotel I was wearing a terry cloth sweatsuit and Ugg boots, and I looked like I was 18, (laughs) and uh, so I I did what you do, I called my mom, Yeah, yeah. and I said, what am I going to do? What in the world? What am I going to do? And she said, you're going to go down to the concierge, you're going to get a toothbrush and toothpaste, and then tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., you're gonna put oh, on, you're gonna put that terry cloth sweatsuit back on, goodness. and you're gonna walk into the room. Because you had no time. I had no time. I had no, oh, no. I had no money. I was 20, right. I, right. You're 28. I, just I never out. really traveled yeah. as much before. I didn't even have money for the taxi. Oh, I mean, my I mean, gosh. I was so, I was gonna use the shuttle, and I got in the taxi. Because you already used all your money on your other outfit. Yeah, that was I had somewhere no in between I had Salt no. Lake and you. Oh, yeah. So shoot. I. Um, I remember walking down the hall into the conference room and just hearing the room of explosive women. <laughs> right. And I had to get to the check-in table and oh I was humiliated. Gosh. But I just had to show up and 
And that's where I really learned what etiquette and manners is about because right. I was treated with such grace. Wow. And uh, at first there were a few looks. Yeah. Like, who is this uh-huh. girl? Terry Cloth. Yeah. <laughs> that the most so bad oh my god yes so then my sweet husband was working very hard in the and I had women offer me clothes and offer to take me shopping and all of these things but then it arrived that day and I showed up the next day like everyone else right but yes that was a so close, but so, so wrong, so but close. very comfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was the most comfortable girl in the room the whole day. Yeah, right. I went through like a six course, very, um, oh. very elaborate, very formal luncheon. Oh um, my goodness! Yes, in my gap. That is overcoming and resiliency right there. Yeah. To carry, to just to hold your head up high and be like, mm-hmm. and just owning that terry cloth sweats. Oh, like I owned boss. it. <laughs> I owned it. Oh my god! And it was, you know, when you've traveled for eight hours on an airplane, oh, it's yeah. the last thing in the world I wanted to put. On. I think I slept in it too. I right, mean, I had nothing. Had to, right? I was. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. Oh, so close. Oh, see, I love those. That just makes me so. I mean, it's. You know, I, I don't know what that says about me that I like these no, stories to go but along. that is what this is about. <laughs> I mean, part of my G3 class, I'm having the girls interview people, and we interviewed uh, Ariana Kukers, who is an Olympic swimmer, oh, last right. week. yeah. And she talked to the girls about missing the Olympics by 0.8 of a second. Oh, oh I just got chills. I know. Oh, that's hurtful. I mean, and oh. all of that work and everything that goes into it by 0.8. Oh, and at that point, she had the decision to make, do I try again? Yeah. Do I spend another year training or do I throw in the towel? Uh, I mean, almost literally. Like literally, that's funny. And yeah. she decided to go for it again and she made it. And that's, oh, that is, yeah. that is that it's okay for our girls to miss by 0.8 and it's yeah. heartbreaking and we yeah. feel it, but yeah. they, that's what makes them stronger. Yeah, grit. We need some it's grit. That grit. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Wow. And you, and I love that you can speak from, because I know just from just doing a little bit in the, trying to be Julie Turner music, it's not easy all the time and you you have many opportunities to say mm, never mind oh <laughs> <I> give up <laughs> oh I I think you know they have that like the day in the life of an entrepreneur oh yeah and you know people people will say to me you just I'm 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 envious that you look like you're in your space and you know oh. I, I I am really happy where I am yeah. but yeah man it's hard yeah. it's yeah. there's self-doubt and yeah. there you it it's, it's not easy. Yeah. And, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. But I do. I wake up four out of seven nights a week like, oh my gosh, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told Ty the other day, I said, you're going to find me at Starbucks as a barista. Like, this is, right. that's easy. Yeah, yeah. I can leave it at the door. Yeah. I can, you know, that's yeah. just, wow. but. But it's believing in what you do and keep it is. going. Yeah, it is. Just, like we said, made that you're made to, to just encourage people in this way, and and you're doing that. And maybe we'll have to have you back and do like a whole entrepreneur. Oh my gosh, episode. I would love it. Coach people like me. I'll just sit there and take oh notes gosh. the whole time. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, let's switch to like the fun parts of just fun questions. Yes. Like speaking of girls, what's your favorite way to spend time with your girls and just to connect? Because yeah. I know that with my kids, I, I need to find times out from underneath all of that fray mm-hmm. that we're talking about to just enjoy each other. Yeah. What do you like to do to just go play? Uh, we actually, well, I do different things because I'm, I'm married in opposite and I'm yeah, raising yeah. opposites. Right. From mm-hmm. each other. So each of your From so each your other and around. of me. Okay. So Is it I, kind of like us where it's like apple tree? Like we have mm-hmm. Michael and Matthew and yes. Andrew and me. We have yeah. Ellen Ty, <laughs> okay. Mindy and Maggie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. So with L, who is my opposite, 
uh, we drive. Oh, we go okay. for a lot of drives. Oh, nice. And um, sometimes, for the most part, she's not supposed to be on her phone in the car, but sometimes as a teenage girl, she just needs her space. Yeah. So we turn the music on really oh, loud nice. yeah. and we drive. And then as we're driving, I'll say, I remember this one conversation we had, it was the summer, and I know that she was having some friend issues and we were driving and I turned the music down and I said, are you lonely? Oh. And she said, I'm so lonely. Oh gosh. And it, it's not a conversation we could have in the, in the house, right. you know, where we're passing or doing things or even in the car with her dad and sister, we needed yeah. that time in the car to just be quiet and settle and have her kind of sort things out to then say, I'm sorry. I mean, we can't take loneliness away, but yeah, we can be there right. and just turn that music back up and yeah. and just drive. And then we also grocery shop once a week together. Oh, fun. Yes. Oh, so they fun. get a say in what we eat yeah. and we kind of plan our meals. And Oh, that's so fun. So that's kind of our, our mother-daughter thing. Yeah, fun. And then for Maggie? Uh, so Maggie and I, it's a little bit different because we're very much alike. Uh-huh. So uh, she's a snuggler. Oh, so, fun. you know, she likes to snuggle at night and talk yeah. and go on walks and uh, her love language is quality time oh yeah um and so just trying to find little bits of time that she feels like are just special to her and oh, connected so and, yeah. yeah oh I love that it's so true in our home too that that what would be a win for one kid is so not the same and so you just not. have to figure out which exactly what's going to register with yeah. each one that's so great okay so as you're navigating a big giant digital world out there do you have a favorite technology tool that you use to help you with your day-to-day like oh like no. what's on your like what's on your I always wonder what's on people's main screen of their phone like what is your go-to uh, well if we're really being honest my starbucks app is what <laughs> right, keeps me going go. <laughs> because i get up really early yeah. and i order my coffee at five o'clock from my oh, phone wow. so i know and i'm also very <laughs> frugal so there's no way i would n- order a coffee and not go get it oh, right. so then i have to get up and get it oh, so that would so be my funny. favorite i guess that's digital tool hilarious. that keeps me yeah well yeah whatever it takes to get going jump yes. start that day yes <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Um, are you reading anything fun? Oh, gosh. You know, right now I am... Do you have I'm time so, in your life to read? I wish. Yeah, I, exactly. People keep yeah. talking about these fun summer, like, chick flick... Yeah, beach reads or whatever. Yeah, reads. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I, wish. I wish. Yeah, it's not the season. You're I launching wish. a big It is not my season. Yeah. Okay, well, then speaking of, what recharges you? What would be your ideal perfect day if you were to... Oh, my perfect day. Well... I would wake up with Starbucks. Uh-huh. Yes. And but maybe not at five. Maybe not at five. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I love getting up oh, early. Okay. I'm kind of Latin, so okay. I have to get up really early, and then I stay up really late, but I nap in oh. the day. Oh, wow. Uh, but no, my ideal would be that I could get out of bed at 4.30 in the morning. Okay. And get a workout in and a shower. Wow. And then a coffee, and then come home and make my girls breakfast. Uh, That's And get so them off good. to school. And also surprising and to me. I can't imagine saying my ideal day would have anything to do with the fours. Right, right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That, amazing. like, is my, if I could, and I, it's hard to do because yeah. of how busy and just, I feel run down sometimes yeah. in the morning. But wow. I feel yeah, like I can relate ideal. to the coffee part of that. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Fun. Um, I really just believe, and one of my whole points of the podcast is just that I think in order 
to have a chance at living out our purpose and living in our gifting. And we, we got to know who we are mm-hmm. as it relates to our relationship with God and being in his word and learning about him. Do you have a favorite way that you, that you connect with God on a regular basis? Um, I, uh, music is a really important yeah. piece for me. I, it's been hard for me in finding space. I'm not a journaler. Like oh, I right. am, yeah. you know, all these visions that I have, if I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to get out my journal and I'm going to open up the scripture and I'm going to get into it. Yeah. I have not found my, my, my yeah, mojo right, with that. Right. Uh, and Bible studies right now just are not working yeah, right. for me just because of my schedule. Exactly. Scripture is timeless. Yeah. I mean, and I'm always finding nuggets in it. Yeah. Uh, but for me, music and uh, worship is just, it's just... What connects with Yeah, you? and we talk about emotional. Yeah. I mean, my girls, we're at church and they just stare at me. They're like, are you going to start crying now? <laughs> are you going to start crying now? Because yeah. I, it's just what, yeah. right. you know, just... And I think just constant prayer. I mean, that prayer without ceasing and this trust of, I was, you know, I was talking about pictures and I had a picture when I first kind of in the middle of my career before I made a big shift. And I had this vision of just being fed like a bird. And I really was like, okay, but I want the buffet. (laughs) I don't want the bird. I want the buffet. And that's just my, it's just that constant feeding and nuggets and, the prayer mm-hmm. and I think as an entrepreneur when you're so your hands are in so much yeah. and you are in control of so much it's hard to sit in the back seat and right. that the That's Lord true. is teaching yeah. me through this what it means to lead something as a follower of him oh gosh and right. it's it's hard. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I just, Jesus, I just want, I need you here. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I need you, we need to meet in the boardroom. <laughs> and you need to leave this yeah. meeting because yeah. I, you know, yeah. and that's where finally two years ago when I had this, you know, this thing of you're putting together a puzzle and you're just putting it together. Yeah. You're going to fail. You have to keep picking up those pieces and it's not TV. You're not going to be a TV star. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. Right. and finally I just had to give in to that and just be, okay, Lord, I'm, that's it. Wow. And when I let go of the anxiety and the control and that mental swirling that happens of, am I going to be able to contribute financially to our family, Lord. Like it's as an entrepreneur, it's scrappy. I mean, you financially, it gets and it's not consistent. It is not consistent. Coming and uh, tithing and trusting has been wow. I kind of got off on that what you were saying, but no, that's so good. And well, so then speaking of that, as we wrap this up, and it's you know back to the point of the podcast being we are made for is. We, we are made on purpose, for mm-hmm. a purpose. Yeah. And so for you, just as we part here, do you have a final bit of encouragement for women out there, young and old, teens and moms? Yeah. I've just had to wake up every day and step fully and confidently into that gifting yeah. and that purpose. Do you have any cheerleading advice? Well, gosh, I mean, I would say encouragement for teens and moms is, I think it's so easy to Doubt the whispers. Uh, okay. And I would say that it's 
and this came a couple years ago, I, I kept trying to, I kept finding myself in situations where I was so uncomfortable, but it was, didn't feel right. And I would say we are given these amazing gut instinct as oh, women. Yeah. And we, if we really sit down and think about it, we know what we're good at. We know what we're, what I'm doing, I know I'm in the right space, but it doesn't always feel good. Yeah. But I know in my soul that I'm on the path. Yeah. And I think when we stop trying to be somebody that we're not and we stop that comparison mm-hmm. and we look in and say, what am I, what's my flavor? What am I amazing at? What do yeah. I enjoy doing? What do I love? That's it. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Well, on that very happy and inspiring note, I am so thankful for oh, you. Oh, gosh, thank you. I'm so thankful you're here. I cannot wait to see how this journey keeps unfolding for you. I thank cannot you. wait to see how it transforms the lives of teens and moms. And, I mean, what, a, what an amazing opportunity to just link arms together and cheer each other on to go be awesome in yeah. how we're made. Thank, thank you. you. And that's what this is. And thank Yay. you for linking arms with me today. Yeah, oh. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so touched. Have a great day. Thank you, too. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mindy as much as I did. I'm so impressed with her and so excited about the resources she's offering teens and parents. And I hope you go check her out on Instagram at The Gracious Girls Guide or on her website at MindyLocker.com for all of her amazing resources. I will post all of this in the show notes over at my website at JulieTurnerMusic.com along with photos of her incredible G3 notebook for you to take a peek at. While you're there, I'd love for you to leave a comment. I'd love to hear what Mindy got you thinking about and strike up a conversation. It's also a great place to leave me a question if you have one. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time on the Made for This podcast.